In March of this year, the World Health Organization reported that in the first year of COVID-19 pandemic, global rates of anxiety and depression increased significantly by 25%. So it's no surprise that with disrupted schedules, milestone celebrations, and guidance, many of us are feeling, well, pretty frustrated and vulnerable too. And while it's crucial to seek professional care if you're truly concerned about your well-being, there are some strategies that we can use to support our mental health. Welcome back to Clear Path, your roadmap to health and wealth. I'm your host, Al Waller. And with me again is Mihaela Vince, public health expert of nonprofit Transamerica Institute. And she's here to talk about five strategies to support our mental health. So Mihaela, great to have you here. Yeah, it's good to be here. So to get things started, can you walk us through why mental health conditions, for instance, like anxiety and depression are on the rise? Sure thing. The World Health Organization reported recently that the unprecedented stress caused by social isolation is the reason for the increase. Loneliness, mourning, the deaths of friends and family, and financial worries were also major factors accelerating depression and anxiety during the pandemic. Now, although the pandemic restrictions are easing in many parts of the country, it's just still important to take part in strategies that can help enhance our mental health, especially as the future continues to prove uncertain. No doubt, uh, because really these findings are a wake-up call for us to be more attentive to our mental health and also, uh, I might add, to support uh, one another. I must say I've absolutely gained a greater appreciation for spending quality time with my friends and family. And come on, spending time with those you love has got to deliver a positive impact on your mental health, right? Yeah, you're exactly right, Al. Community is very important for our mental health, so having a support network is vital. And this can include your acquaintances, your friends, your family. Now, you might be wondering, at least I was wondering, if spending time on social media is helpful. But a study published last year in the American Journal of Preventative Medicine found that social media users often feel more isolated than peers who spend less time online. So making time to see people in person or talking over the phone can really serve as more effective tools for making us feel less lonely. Well, now you're really preaching to the choir because I, I think it's you know preferable to be social in a way that is, in essence, more personal than simply peering through a screen. Then again, full disclosure, my screen time really blew up during the pandemic. But as things have finally started to open up, I'm really making it a priority to catch up with friends that I haven't been able to see and also working in some road trips uh, to visit some relatives, too. I mean, it's you know really just so energizing to get back to you know, enjoying group activities and, and sports, too. Um, matter of fact, uh, just recently, I went to opening day at the ballpark with a group of uh, some old and very good friends. And it was such a blast and, and great to be out again. Could you offer some other tips to help others get back on track and become more socially engaged? Giving back. Did you know that volunteering can boost our mental health? Volunteering can really lessen stress and also provide a sense of purpose. When you work with local organizations, you're not only improving your community, but you're also contributing to your own health. For instance, those who volunteer reported being more satisfied with their lives and rated their overall health as better, according to a 2020 study conducted in the United Kingdom. If you'd like to find volunteer opportunities, two websites to help you get started are createthegood.com and volunteermatch.com. Great ideas. And I, I really think you're spot on there, Mihaela. And you know, while volunteering is really all about giving back to your community, 
I know it certainly makes me feel, you know, a lot better after doing it. And to that point, a lot of workplaces have, you know, really gotten on board by, you know, offering a certain amount of paid time off each month to, you know, engage uh, in volunteer work, like, for instance, uh, groups like Habitat for Humanity. In addition to spending time with friends, family, and community, what else do you recommend? Engaging in physical activity, which can actually serve as a natural treatment for depression. Begin by identifying which physical activities you enjoy because that's going to be key in whether or not you maintain it. So it's whether it's running, walking, yoga, or team sport, really any exercise that you would like to do will really improve your mental well-being. These are quite personal and of course they vary from person to person, but physical activity has huge potential to enhance our mental health as well as ward off psychological ailments like depression and anxiety. I know like if I feel overwhelmed, going on a 10-minute walk really helps me reset my mental state and increases my energy. So it's really helpful. Boy, isn't that the truth? Staying active and spending time outdoors is great, not only for your physical, but, you know, as you, you know, point out, your mental health as well. As a matter of fact, I'm reminded of, uh, you know, some pretty sage advice uh, from this gentleman, Les, uh, one of my older friends that, you know, happens to be in his 90s. And his mantra is, and I quote, don't stop, keep moving. So I guess those are <laughs> That's you know, <great>. pretty good. <laughs> isn't that great? I think those are words to live by at any age, right? What other advice uh, have you got for us today, Mahela? I really hope that everyone's already doing this, but do the things that you enjoy. So what activities can you lose yourself in? Take time to reflect on your individual preferences and note which activities either improve or worsen your headspace. They're both important. So if you feel like you're really enjoying cooking, then try adding a few nutritious home-cooked meals to your daily routine. And if you feel drained after doing something or talking to someone, maybe try avoiding that if you can. By doing the things that you really enjoy, you'll be able to cope with life's challenges better, which in turn will really benefit your mental health and maybe even help you prevent burnout. I'm definitely on board avoiding, uh, you know, the drama that comes interacting with high maintenance folks. Uh, you know, that definitely works for me. And, you know, I do suspect that devoting time to your favorite hobbies will better help you unwind and prevent that burnout. To that end, I'm, I'm thinking, um, you know, also trying new hobbies uh, can also be a great way to spend your time. Some mm -hmm. years ago, I had a friend who introduced me to skydiving. Yeah, I know, some friend, right? But it really <laughs> was, uh, you know, such a rush, uh, you know, to do that. And I'm not advocating jumping out of planes, but it can be fun and exhilarating when you try your hand at something new, like maybe it's windsurfing or kayaking, especially with someone who's already pretty passionate about it. Now, how about that last strategy? For my final strategy to help support your mental health, I think it's really important to touch on eating well. There are really strong links between what we eat and how we feel. To give a quick example to illustrate this, when you eat something with sugar or caffeine, that can really have an immediate effect. But food can also have long-lasting effects on your mental health as well. Your brain needs a combination of nutrients to stay healthy and function well, just like other organs in your body. And a diet that's good for your physical health will probably most likely be good for your mental health too. And of course, if you want some nutritious meal ideas, be sure to check out Transamerica Institute's Healthier Traditions Cookbook Series. There are plenty of nutritious meals in there to help get you started. That's a great idea. And as a matter of fact, I've had my eye on some recipes in your quick and easy cookbook since, uh, you know, I typically don't allow much time for lunch. Same. Well, now that we've you know discussed five strategies, just to recap, socializing, giving back to our communities, engaging in physical activity and taking time to do the activities we enjoy, and of course, eating well. Are there any final recommendations before we uh, wrap things up for today? 
Yeah, I actually have like a bonus strategy. So I want to encourage listeners to spend time with a pet or maybe even own one. Animals Mm -hmm. can be great conversation starters and they really provide an opportunity for us to meet new people. I know I use my dog Chi-Chi for this all the time (laughs) or whenever I can. And research has actually found that adolescent pet owners might have better social skills and engage in more community activities than those who don't. And I think that might even translate to other populations too. Caring for a pet by taking it out for a walk or to the groomer can also deter us from being overly sedentary. And, you know, if owning a pet is too large of a commitment, maybe watching your friend's pet or just spending time with that pet actually may have the same benefit. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I mean, you know, both of my sons, you know, now recently married, each have dogs. And, you know, I think, you know, it's, you know, I know in my wife's mind, that's the next step is grandchildren. So there's nothing wrong with that. Right. But um, actually, we, um, my wife, Edie, and I uh, recently spent a long weekend at our home taking care of our grand doggie. His name is Charlie. He's Italian <laughs> Mastiff. <laughs> he is huge. But they went out of town and we took care of him. And I must say, it was a lot of fun because, you know, dogs are not only great companions, but very entertaining, too. Now, on the serious side, what can and should listeners do if they have some really serious concerns over the state of their mental health? It's important that you seek professional care if you're experiencing persistent mental health struggles. The SAMHSA helpline is available 24-7 and can help provide referrals for treatment. This can be reached at 1-800-662-HELP, H-E-L-P. Well, Mihaela, once again, many thanks for joining us and for sharing these valuable strategies and resources today. And we hope you'll join us for future episodes, including the upcoming episode on Skin Cancer Awareness. Also, in case you missed it, check out recent episodes on the surprising benefits of walking and quitting your job, a transition checklist. If you have comments or feedback or even episode ideas, please reach out to info at transamericacenter.org. Yes, we'd love to hear from you. Please reach out. Yeah, that's where some of the best material comes from. Clear Path, your roadmap to health and wealth is brought to you by Transamerica Institute, a nonprofit, private foundation dedicated to identifying, researching, and educating the public about retirement security and the intersections of health and financial well-being. You can find our weekly podcast on WYPR's website and mobile app, wherever you get your podcasts, and at transamericainstitute.org. Clear Path, Your Roadmap to Health and Wealth is produced by the Transamerica Institute with assistance from WYPR. Till the next time, I'm your host, Al Waller. Stay safe, be well, and thanks for listening. The information provided here is for educational purposes only and should not be construed as insurance, security, ERISA, tax, investment, legal, medical, or financial advice or guidance.